And welcome to Christmas Sports. We're back, baby. Christmas Sports, an offshoot of the Sports Sports Podcast, where me, Ben Wheatmartian, and my co-host, Ashley Chavez, recap and review the weirdest and wildest and wettest. Oh. Maybe not wettest, but wildest straight-to-TV and straight-to-streaming Christmas movies of the year. That sums it up, right, Ashley? I think so. I guess... Most of it's fake snow, probably, so it's probably mostly dry. Yeah, yeah. It really doesn't get all that wet. Yeah. Unless someone, like, spills, comically spills, uh, you know, eggnog on their blouse or something. Or someone puts, like, a bucket on top of a door, and then someone shuts it, and the bucket full of water falls on top of it. Yes, yeah, because they hate them and want to prank them. Yeah. Even though they know deep down that they love them. Exactly. Folks, that's the kind of Christmas movies we're going to be talking about those beautiful movies uh, a lot of times come from the Lifetime Network or the Hallmark Channel, yep. um, or you can just find them kind of streaming on Hulu, a lot of times by the Mar Vista production group. Ben's favorite. Yeah, I like the Mar Vista ones because I think they get weirder. Yeah, most of them are, 90% of them are, uh, they, they first started out as horror movies, couldn't make it as a horror movie, throw a Christmas tree in, and then it becomes a uh, Christmas movie. Yes. <laughs> so they're very weird. Yeah, yeah. I, we'll get into all the different kinds, but just real quick, at the top of this first episode, uh, we brought back Christmas sports because we had the... Time. Time, number <laughs> <Just> one. <laughs> we had the time this year, and we wanted to watch uh, a bunch of our favorite Christmas movies, um, our, our favorite type of Christmas movies. We haven't seen any of these movies before, um, and probably neither have you. Uh, hopefully, you'll go back and, and watch them either before or after you listen to this podcast. But these are movies that we legitimately love, and I want to say that um, up top. This is not a uh, podcast that makes fun of, exclusively makes fun of the movies. Sure, we poke fun at them, but ultimately, we love them. Yeah, this is a no-roast zone. Yes, but except except, <laughs> except for the light roast, the the light. Uh, I don't know what a, a lighter version of roasting is. The light, fun ribbing. It's ribbing. ribbing. It's it's ribbing, not roasting. Lovingly. Yes, I think we're ribbing, not roasting these beautiful movies. Who um, have? I'm sorry, but they found the formula. Yeah. Oh yeah. And they stick to it, and for some reason, that just really tickles my fancy, and I think yours too, right? Angela? Absolutely. Okay, so for each of these episodes, uh, we're going to uh, recap and review the movie that we watched the night before. Yes. And uh, we're just going to go one episode. All of these movies will be coming out this year or have come out this year in the year of our Lord, 2022 A.D. Yes. Uh these aren't old movies. You're not going to find, you know, Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer. Or nothing from like 2019. Nothing from, or anything from 2019 either. Uh, you're only going to find the newest, freshest cuts. Yeah. Um, and I guess, why not, why shouldn't we just go straight into it? I'm chomping at the bit. Let's yeah, go. why even explain any further? Um, we both have little glasses of wine. Little. 
little tiny glasses of small bits of wine <laughs> that we'll be sipping on. And uh, that brings us to our first movie of the year, and it's a Lifetime movie. Yes. We had to start with Lifetime. Yeah, Lifetime. Real, yeah, real quick, Ashley, do you want to just talk about specifically what you think the differences between the Lifetime movies and the Hallmark movies are? Well, historically, yeah. Lifetime... Because people, sorry, people yeah. get these mixed up a lot, or they try to interchange them as if they are the same types of movies, Lifetime Christmas movies and Hallmark Christmas movies. Yeah. But I think they're distinctly different if you watch enough of them. I agree. And Hallmark also kind of is the... Um... The, the big dog uh, of all the uh, – the big dog of um, Christmas movie productions, they're kind of the Band-Aid of Christmas movies, right? Because oh, a lot of people call them Hallmark Christmas movies, even if right. they are Lifetime or your favorite Mar Vistas or any other production company that doesn't have like a channel connected to it. Um, Absolutely. But anyways, historically Lifetime – were like the wild ones. They were the ones that were like a little bit edgy, a little dark, a little weird, like a little creepy, um, just like their classic Lifetime, regular Lifetime movies, like Out of Season. Mm-hmm. Um, they would like, they're the first to have like a gay couple, uh, first to have like an interracial couple, you right, know, I feel right. like, you know, I don't want to, I don't know that for a fact, but it just felt that way, that they were just more open to different, um, to, yeah, different people. And Hallmark was more of the, like, very family, very safe, very Christian uh, movies that, like, they didn't kiss. They ended with a hug. Like, it was very, very, like, G. Like, whatever below G is. That's what these movies were. Yeah, below G. This was below G. Um, So that's why, you know, we usually would start out with Lifetime um, just because they were a little bit edgier and and a little more fun. Yeah, and Hallmark was just – was in – uh, and by the way, we're veterans of this game. We've been doing this for almost our entire relationship, watching these Christmas movies. Um, right. Um, I would say we've been doing it for, what, seven or eight years. Must be, yeah. Um, we've watched many of these movies every year. So we've kind of tracked the evolution of the genre a little bit over the last, almost, for the most of the last decade, at least. Um, and Hallmark, I think at some point got so boring, we we only watched one or two of them a year. And we mostly just watched them at your parents' house during Christmas break when we go over and then, because your mom is really into them too, which yes. is very fun. So much fun to watch these movies with Rita Wheatmarshan because she will roast. <laughs> yeah, she will my roast mom hard. Watches, them as, watches, many, watches more than we do, I would say. Um, Probably. Every year. And she starts watching them when they start coming out, which is late October. Right. Um, and she will recap them for me on the phone sometimes uh, when I'm talking to her, and she will roast them. So, not, And she's not ribbing them. No, she's roasting This them. is not light. This is a heavy roast. And yeah. that's, what, that's what made it really fun was watching it with your mom because these kind of relatively safe movies, she would just laugh and be like, oh, my God, and, like, make jokes. So – that kind of got us like that kept us watching Hallmark and then we started noticing the change happening within Hallmark and they became way more fun. And Yeah, I think just in the last way year more or diverse. Two. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And and it's been um honestly, I'm looking forward to them the most this year. Yeah. I think it, Hallmark has taken the lead for me. Yeah, I, I think uh Hallmark saw the uh tides turning a little bit and said like, Oh wait, Lifetime and these other production companies are kind of 
beating us at their are uh, um, evolving these Christmas movies faster than us, and 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 we're kind of getting left in the dust. Right, and so, these companies are putting out like thirty movies in a month, right? Yeah. or even more than that. I, don't, I have no idea. It seems like a ton of movies. I always just assume it's like it's one for every day from Thanksgiving to Christmas. I don't know if that's true or not, but maybe I saw that in a commercial one year for Hallmark or something that they have one every day. Something like that. But it's some somewhere around 30. I would say 30 at least. So like you have the ability to make like yeah. to uh uh, uh quench every thirst here yes you know? there's room yeah. there's room there's absolutely hallmark and, and they've f- realized and they are doing i it. think they're finally correcting course yeah. uh so anyway that's a that's a quick dip and we'll talk a lot more about hallmark versus lifetime versus other ones i'm sure organically as we go through these but the fr- the one that we have today is a lifetime movie called well suited for christmas yeah now, Ashley, as you know, but I'll, I'll just recap for the fans out there. Well Suited for Christmas stars Mercedes de la Zerda as Rachel Roca and Franco Lopresti as Brett Stone, the two stars of the movie. Yes. Um, Ugh, the, that guy. I'm yeah. just remembering him now. <laughs> as usual, the guy is a little off-putting, if we're being honest. Um, he's not exactly someone who you'd see on the street and be like... That's the type of guy I want to get to know and uh, and talk to. I believe you're the one that said his dad was the werewolf man. <laughs> yes. <laughs> he does look like he's the son of the werewolf man. He has a four. Like, no, this is me. I don't even want to talk Yeah, about I, we are being a little mean uh, after we said we were we'll not going this. to we'll rest. Yeah, we're not going to cut anything. But <laughs> it, it, this guy... He, I think one of the issues here, and this is this is, goes across almost all of these movies, the men in these movies, and the ones that are a woman and a man, which is 99.9% of them, uh, the man in it is uh, these guys who look like they should be in a Lexus commercial. Yeah. They're handsome with super sharp jawlines, gigantic chins. You know, super Real chads. Yeah, chads is is what they call them. Um, and this guy had all of that stuff and like a like a severe widow's peak hair that was just thick as hell. Yeah. Um, and as someone who's slowly losing his hair um, in the front, I am always going to you know spot that hairline and be like, wow, look at that hairline. And it was an impressive hairline. Sure. Im- yeah, impressive. His hairline was almost connecting his eyebrows. It was a three-head. It, yeah, <laughs> it was a three-head for sure. Maybe a two-head. Maybe a two-head. This and, guy had so much hair. Honestly. Yeah, and, uh, and not to belabor the point, but he almost looked He looked a little bit like uh, C.T. from the challenge, Real World Road Rules oh. Challenge. I think CT was a road roller guy originally, but I mostly know him as uh, an extremely aggro, crazy steroid man from the challenge. Yeah, I think it's a really aggressive brow, like a really prominent brow mm-hmm. that they both have that make them look aggressive. But also it's just like it's 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 out. It's out. It's right. all you can really notice. Right. Um, exactly. So anyway, we've talked enough about um how guy's face. this guy's weird <laughs> this guy's weird wolfman son face um <laughs> so uh i thought uh let's just go through um what happens in the movie uh now i usually write these recaps uh longhand 
right after the movie ends. Uh, I did this last night, and um, normally I'm I'm a little tired and sleepy, so the uh, the <laughs> my penmanship isn't so great. So I might stumble over a few of these words. <laughs> But we we'll just take a picture of these and post them. Yeah, I guess we maybe put these on our socials. <laughs> um, so, well suited for Christmas uh, recap. And and please, Ashley, feel free to interrupt me if anything sparks your interest and you want to talk about any of the things that happened in the movie. Um, so, basically, well suited for Christmas is an up and coming men's suits. An up-and-coming men's suits fashion designer is accepted into a big Christmas NYC bachelor auction slash fashion show. Now, this is the main character woman. Uh, her name's Rachel Roca. She designs men's suits. She gets paired up with a bachelor, the Wolfman's son, that she was fighting with in the waiting room. Now, this is happens a lot in these movies, is... The, uh, the the lobby or waiting room fight. Yes, a before you're supposed to meet the person who you're destined to become with, you meet them in some other setting and get into some sort of fight with them. Yes. Um, in this case, I th- I don't even remember what their original fight was about. Um, I remember, but I will say this: this is on purpose. The the whole like the fact that we are finding. Um, a lot of these couples meeting in a in a lobby or public area where they're getting in a fight. We purposefully seek out these types because they are generally the best ones. Oh, that's true. We do self-select yeah. for these types of movies because yes. you can tell something good's coming. I want a conflict early on with the love interests that ends up being, uh, they end up falling for each other in a way that I don't believe to be true. And I get really excited and angry about it at the same time. So... Right, because the, the arguments are always just extremely absurd, and like no real person acts like that. Exactly, and what's exactly. that's what's fun about these movies: no real people act like this. Exactly. Um, but what happened was he was talking to his um, one of his foster care interns, which we will get into in a little bit, on oh, the right. phone, and it said, "I bumped into Rachel um, Roca." Rachel, right? Yes, yeah. Rachel Roca. Rachel Roca had bumped into her in the lobby and had said, um, while he was on the phone, he had like a Bluetooth in, so, you know, douche. Mm-hmm. Uh, Immediate douche. So he had that in, and he was like, uh, member, uh, don't wear that outfit. It's horrible. You need to dress to impress. And was looking at her as he had bumped into her, so she was like, excuse, I am a fashion designer. And then he was like, I'm so sorry. I was talking to someone on the phone. They start laughing. He said he wants to wear a design from this. His foster kid wants to wear a design from this insane designer named Rachel Roca because she loves color and he loves black. And that's how they got in a fight because she was like, mm-hmm. hi, I am Rachel Roca. Oh, but, well, she didn't, she didn't say on, that immediately. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Um, yes, that's how they got in their little tiff. That's right. Exactly. Um, yeah, it's important to note that Rachel Roca designs men's suits that are colorful. That's colorful, like her thing. So that, and we'll probably get into this. I'm sorry, but I can't say this enough. No, get into it now. Colorful so that men can stand tall. <laughs> yeah. Yes, that I'm is. Sorry, that, I believe that's her mission statement. That's her mission statement is to design suits so colorful that men can wear them and they will have no choice but to stand tall when they walk in the this room. This is to help men. She is on this earth 
to help men. Yeah, it's very men centric, and her being uh, she she's also uh, it's worth mentioning a Latina woman. Yes, um, and she, because this comes into she's play, Bolivian. she's Bolivian specifically, yes. um, and her parents come into town. Yes. Um, and from Milwaukee, not from Bolivia. Milwaukee. <laughs> so it's kind of they make it very clear that the parents are Bolivian, but they live in Milwaukee. Yes, it's an it's like a American dream. They're trying to tie an American dream style Ex- thing here. Yes, yeah, yeah. Um, but she is Bolivian. Uh, or she's first generation American, and um, lives in New York City. And it is her mission to help men. Wear bright colors and stand tall. Okay, so yeah, yeah uh, oh, a kind of strange mission for her, but we're going to And this is lifetime, by the way, in 2022. So this is not like, yeah, this is not Hallmark or any other channel in like uh, 1950. So yeah, just so you know. Right. So, okay. Um, they clash immediately. Because she specializes. So they clash immediately. This is, uh, they, they've met up. They're paired together as bachelor and fashion designer for this bachelor charity bachelor auction. Yes. Um, she's going to be designing a suit for him. And they clash immediately because she specializes in colorful men's suits, and he refuses to wear anything but black. Um, this is a sticking point for me because this guy is ostensibly they want us to believe he's a, a good guy at heart he's got a good heart and uh because he has a foster kid he's helping this kid go to college um after having a tough childhood um it's uh it's assumed and, and he's not even willing to wear a colorful suit for a charity auction did you um, say his uh, occupation? Oh, yeah. and <laughs> There's just so many layers. There's so many layers. Um, his occupation is that, um, I wrote this down somewhere, um, he created the, uh, it's here somewhere. Some Facebook equivalent. Oh, Connection Link. Connection Link. He created Connection Link, which is basically Facebook. because, yes. And we know this because uh, her, Rachel Roca's, Parents come into town, and they're both on Connection Link and obsessed with Connection Huge Link. Stance, yeah. Yes, they look at uh, um, pictures of their distant cousins and, and talk about what people were saying on Connection Link. Share misinformation, probably. And most likely share misinformation about the upcoming Milwaukee elections uh, on Connection Link. Anyway, okay, so we're getting back into this. Um they clash immediately because he refuses to wear anything but black, and she wants him to wear a colorful suit, which is her signature. Right. Um, also, her parents were in town for Christmas, even though this is not a movie about Christmas. Um, important to note, uh, Christmas is, is very thinly layered into this movie, uh, into the plot of this movie. They Every once in a while will give a nod to the fact that it's Christmas time, but this is a movie about a fashion designer and a tech mogul trying, uh, slowly falling in love and uh, trying to uh, compromise on what suit to wear to a charity auction. Right. Again, something that we are contributing to because we often pick movies that are less about Christmas and not, more about... Not on purpose. That one's not on purpose, though, because I like the ones that are most about Christmas because they treat Christmas in just insanely uh, over the top. 
Yes. With insanely over the top um, deference. Yes. Yes. They love it. You're and right. I love that. Me too. Um, this is not a movie about Christmas. They're from Milwaukee, as we said before. Dad is a cab driver and liked riding with the NYC cabbies when he got into town. Loved it. Ma- and the mom makes angels. That's her, uh, <laughs> that's her occupation. And only at Christmas time. <laughs> she makes angels at Christmas time. As far as we can tell, that is uh, kind of her one character trait. So Rachel slowly learns that, uh, that he, I, I never even remember his name. His name's Brett Stone. Uh, Brett Stone. Brett Stone, an absolutely, completely forgettable name. <laughs> Rachel Roca slowly learns that Brett Stone lived in a foster home growing up. So she knows she has that uh, he has a foster kid that he's trying to help get into college, but through working with him and trying to convince him to wear a colorful suit to a charity auction, she learns that he was in a foster home growing up. Oh, and by the way, he is the founder of Connection Link, as we, we mentioned before. Sorry. He's the founder of Connection Link, which is like Facebook. Also, um, he has a little brother slash is a sponsor of a kid, fosters a kid who gets into who's trying to get into college, as we said before. We're getting way ahead of ourselves. Sorry, I should have read this before, so I knew not to ask these questions. No, that's okay. Sometimes we need to repeat these specifics over and over again because yeah. they're so easy to forget. And they're so nuts. And they're nuts. Um, so they uh, have a terrible... Oh, right here. They have a terrible will-they-won't-they-kiss scene. Oh, my God. Now, this scene is uh, one of the best scenes I think I've ever seen in a Christmas movie. I don't remember exactly how they got there, but they are in front of their parents. Their parents are getting Christmas ornaments out of a box with um, Brett Stone's foster child um, in the same small living room, New York City apartment living room, and Rachel and Brett Stone are putting the ornaments on the tree. And there is a moment when they clearly want to kiss. This is right in the middle of Act 2. And instead of kissing, they just kind of lean on each other. Which is more grotesque. It's worse. It's, it's, worse. it's grotesque, in fact, I would say. Yes. Especially in front of, you know, your family. It's one of the worst, and there's a lot of bad ones, a lot of bad will-they-won't-they-kiss scenes um, that always happen right around the middle of Act 2 when they've stopped fighting and all of a sudden they're learning their feelings for each other, and they just leaned on each other. It was weird. Yeah, and that wasn't the only one. Weird vibes, yeah. Okay, so weird vibes on the will-they-kiss scene Um, a lot... (laughs) Okay, they have a terrible will-they-won't-they-kiss scene and a lot of learning is what I wrote down yesterday. This is when I was getting tired. Eventually, she passes... Oh, okay, eventually, uh, she cannot convince him to wear a colorful suit to the charity auction. He defiantly will only wear black. And, like, he... I'll just say this. Like, the contest... This First of all, it's a fashion contest put on by what we're led to believe is Vogue. Uh, and Anna Wintour character is leading the charge in a lobby of like a hotel, by the way, um, wearing the worst clothes. And and I I especially love the fashion episodes because the fashion can't be good. The budget is not there for that. Right, right, yes. And um, and it's painfully obvious. And and I and I 
live and breathe for it. Yeah, anything with design, it, when people just have to act like the design of, you know, fashion, interior photography, design, photography, interior design. Any art. Yes, you the characters make up for the fact that they just don't they have a small, you know, art There's budget. No yeah, yeah, they can't make anything that's too great looking. Um so the the characters just have to sell it. Yeah. So they have to yeah, exactly, sell it and and they do their best. Um so it's it's thrilling. I love it. But the my favorite part about this movie is that she I have a handful of favorites, but one of my favorite parts is that this is a fashion runway show contest which simply does not exist. That That's is right. stupid. That is insane. <laughs> There's no such thing as a fashion show contest at the level of like major fashion design houses, right? So uh like this is more of like a high school situation college thing like or like I don't know not even college honestly so it's very silly that but these it, professionals it's, are but it's having made clear that these are the best designers in New York City best menswear designers in New York City right. um and obviously dressing top of the line like tech mogul status people so this is expected to be like the the top of the line like stuff. And I honestly thought when when Rachel Roca got the phone call at the beginning that she was invited to the Met Gala to dress someone because that's the level that they treated this as in the beginning, only to find out it's a runway contest in the middle of a lobby of a hotel um, that didn't even pan out to be that. Anyways, um, I will say that they had some fashion understanding in this show because her design studio had a few things that are affordable that they were able to buy. So there was someone that they can consult that understood fashion design that I was impressed by. But then they just ran out of money because they also had every single dress form that they had in the shop was a female form. And she is a menswear designer. And they had like 30 (laughs) dress forms and mannequins throughout the place. And she would like make a blazer and then put it on a, a <laughs> female dress form and obviously did not fit. It was very, very funny. And yes. Very yeah. silly. Yeah. A little, the, the fashion was, you know, like we said, it's the characters had to sell it and they tried their best. They d- they really did try it, I want to give them that. They just didn't have the money to actually pull this off. Yeah. And Hey, all due respect. These are ribbings. Not roasting. Absolutely. Um, so eventually she gets frustrated uh, or they come to an impasse. She has a plan. Rachel Roca does. And she passes uh, our friend Brett Stone off to another designer, her friend designer. And she ends up designing a suit for the foster kid, the kid who is uh, wanting to go to college. Um, they have the big... Uh, event the foster kid just blows the you know the top off the building of course it is a bachelor auction by the way um as well as being a fashion contest it is a bachelor auction but since this foster kid's only i guess 17 years old um the money being bid is going to his college scholarship fund correct right Which is, he's already getting a full ride from his billionaire tech friends yes that's right Um, but this is his way to earn it which i think was sweet i liked that element of it yeah i think it came together pretty well they were able to like have these nice little fun uh uh, um you know connections at the end 
And <laughs> so I guess the kid's going to college, and then he also got to hook up with the girl who he had a crush on, too, that he had been talking about the entire time. Which was another foster care intern. So this guy runs oh. a uh, uh, NYC foster charity. Yes, and she was an intern. And he... There. Yeah, gets all of his interns from this charity that exactly. he is. Yeah, so she's just another. Um, yeah. Okay, so, so they're the same age is is what we're saying. Yeah, so at the end of the uh, fashion contest slash bachelor auction, the two lovebirds kiss in front of her parents a few times, and they end up kissing again at the end. On the runway in front of everyone. Yes, they were kind of up on the stage. Oh, you missed the drama of um, the main drama on his end, his mom. Oh, um, Mr. Stone's mom, Brett yeah. Stone's mom. Wait, I don't even remember that. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so the reason why he wears black is because he doesn't want to draw attention to himself, especially for this contest, because he wants to focus on the charity. Right. He doesn't want people to know that he's also he was also a foster kid, right? right. Because he doesn't want people to think poorly of his mother. Because his mother had trouble, but she just couldn't take care of him, so she put him up for adoption. Yeah, non-specified trouble. I exactly. Believe. And they they knew each other. Um, she just wasn't able to care for him. Anyways, it was a good relationship up until she passed away at a fairly young age from the unspecified trouble. Right. We are led to assume. Anyways, he doesn't want people to think badly about his mom, and everyone's prying in his life because he's like a billionaire tech guy. So he doesn't want the focus on him, which is why he's like putting his foot down on wearing a colorful um, suit, which makes literally zero sense. Yes. You're probably wondering, what does that mean? It means nothing. It was That was stupid. Anyways, um, come to find out, the press is there at the event, and, uh, or at one event, and they're talking shit about this guy, Brett Stone, and then... Um, Rachel's dad overhears and Rachel's dad has become his driver which he hired Rachel's parents oh, for that's right. the time yes. that they're in town for Christmas <laughs> I forgot about the fact that and Rachel's made one parents of them his driver. were employed by this billionaire uh, for a couple of days leading up to the charity auction for no reason yeah anyways so the dad overhears and is like you don't even know this guy if you knew one ounce of his life then you wouldn't have talked shit about him and the reporter's like who are you? And he was, the dad is like, I'm his driver. And then he walks away. And then the reporter's like, I'm digging into dirt. That's tonight. right. Yeah. Um, and so anyways, he finds out about his mom. An article comes out. Only a handful of people knew about his mom. So Brett blames it on Rachel and then immediately says, don't talk to me ever again. Or no, he gives her like hand to the face and says no comment when she tries to ask, what the hell are you talking about? And then he walks away. So then they make up again at the runway show. Full press there. Uh, this guy's very careful about his life. But anyways, he gives like this speech about how he is a proud foster kid and um, his mother had to do what she had to do and he loves her and he doesn't care what anyone has to say, blah, blah, blah. And then at the end, she wins the contest, which means nothing. If you're wondering what the contest winner gets, it is nothing. Yeah. We have no idea. Yeah, it's if, if something happened, it was after the credits rolled. Exactly. We have no idea. And anyways, he jumps up on the stage with her to like celebrate with her. And then they just make out for like a full solid minute in mm. front of press and everyone at this like Met Gala style event. So yeah, big um, make out. Didn't make any sense at all. But and yeah, yeah. And that's how it ended. Uh, a lot of kissing in this one, I thought. Um, yeah. A lot usually of it's the usually 
another uh, you know difference between Lifetime and Hallmark traditionally has been Lifetime would kiss in the middle and then kiss at the end. Yeah. But at Hallmark would only kiss at the end if that. If a kiss. Sometimes not even a kiss. Sometimes handshake. <laughs> Sometimes the hint of a kiss. We're hinting at a kiss. Pan up before the lips touch. Um, okay, so that's basically, hopefully you could follow that. I encourage, uh, as always, we encourage you to watch the movie either before listening to this or after listening to this. Yes. Because they're all worth watching. Um, and then we'll go down our quick worksheet. Um Quick uh, questions to ask about this movie. Was there, number one, was there mistletoe involved slash is this actually a Christmas movie? We already kind of answered that no. Right. Um, there's no mistletoe, unfortunately. And uh, like I said, only because the uh, there were Christmas decorations in the background and the charity auction was a Christmas charity auction um, called like the Christmas charity auction. That was the only thing that had to do with Christmas. Oh, and the parents were in town for Christmas. Right. But they had no plans for Christmas at all. No. Yeah, so no, not a lot of Christmas in this one. Uh, Next question, favorite quote. Um, I had my favorite quote, which came um, at the end of Act 2 before they fought for the second time in Act 3. Oh. they were coming home from, I believe, a date. I think it was a date of some sort. And uh, at first, Brett Stone said that uh, he he was feeling tired, so he was going to go home anyway. But then he turned around and said, and I quote, I don't think I'm too tired for that kiss. Oh, yes. <laughs> yes. Not too tired for a kiss. Oh, is that right, Brett Stone? I mean, what does that mean? I don't think I'm too tired for that kiss. You were walking. Yeah, it doesn't take any time. They were, and it's not like they were like being cheeky and like, you want to come upstairs? I'm not too tired for that kiss. It was just a simple kiss outside before she went in. Exactly. It was just going to be a kiss at the doorstep. It would have lasted two seconds. He didn't need to say it. No. But he wasn't too tired. Did for that it certainly need, didn't need to turn around after walking away and then coming up to her and saying it. So yeah. it took more time to do that. It, it was very silly. And uh, the next question that we ask is, uh, when was the first kiss? Well, that was the first kiss, in fact, I believe. Was it? Yes, that oh, okay. was the first kiss, first kiss. Um, because they did the awkward, will they, won't they kiss, lean into each other in front of their parents, Wait, but they waited to kiss each other. You didn't ask me my favorite quote. Oh, sorry. Yes, go ahead. Your favorite quote. Which, to be totally honest, I didn't really have one. Um, <laughs> but one okay. thing, my favorite quote is this. Because, and I don't know if we could blame Lifetime or Sling, which was what we watched it on, because sometimes this happens, but the audio mix was so horrible in uh, this movie. Yes, that was uh, a note I had that, uh, the yeah, the... The difference between the dialogue and the music just was all out of whack. Exactly. And like it was and the music choices were bonkers. Yeah, it's almost have, worth watching for the music choices. Yeah, they'd have like these rockin' tunes playing during like a romantic quiet moment. That would just immediately die out. Yes, and then it would just stop. Because it was and, so loud it was hard not and to it's notice. Room tone from there on out. Exactly. And so, you could sometimes not hear the dialogue. Well, most of the times you couldn't hear the guy. You couldn't hear Brett Stone talk because he spoke so quietly. Yeah. And he did not 
He hardly moved his mouth and he did not emote at all. Right. So it was really hard to understand what was going on unless you had um, uh, subtitles on. Because often when he was talking, the music was blaring some weird rockin' Christmas song. Exactly. And then he was like... So my favorite quote is... Because I don't have one and that's my impression of this movie. Yeah, that makes perfect sense. Thank you. Um, okay, and... To wrap this up, we always give a rating for each movie. Uh, the rating is, the rating system is thus. You get uh, 0 to 10 Santa hats. 10 Santa hats being uh, an all-time classic. 0 Santa hats being I, I couldn't even get through it. Yeah. Um, and then we also give a gift to the movie. Uh, for, so from 0 to 10 Santa hats and then a Christmas gift that you'd love to give to this movie. Um, Ashley, I'll let you go first. I will give this movie... um, See, it's hard to... like. This was one of our first ones this year, so I was really, really pumped to watch it. But ultimately, it kind of ended like in a snooze fest. So I think I'm going to give it three and a half Santa hats. Three and a half? Okay. I would say that's a little... That's pretty low. It's pretty low. But I, I found myself looking at my phone and missing things for a second. And I was like, because I, I I've been playing a game of chess with my sister since like September. We've not stopped. And I, <laughs> I found myself playing chess again. And then I was like, oh, shit, I need to pay attention. So, yeah, anyways, a two month old chess game. If a two month old chess game is more there interesting. There are multiple games over the course of like two months. More interesting than your movie, then you're in trouble. Yeah, lifetime. exactly. Sorry. Exactly. Um, so, anyways, I didn't love that part. Um, I liked the female character. I didn't like the male um, love interest. Um, yeah, that's enough. To, I w- w- wanted to say something about that, too. Her, She was good. She I was thought really she was a, a really good um, actor. I thought so, too. And that's usually the case. Like you said, the guys are usually like Lexus commercial guys who are used to not talking. And then mm-hmm. they have to talk. And then it's like a woof. And then the girls are like really great actresses. So... And sometimes the female, they're not. The women, <laughs> like, yeah, leads are usually great actresses or they're like too hyper and crazy and like right, uh, yeah. it's a little too intense but i kind of love that yeah um, that's kind of the fun part i think yeah is when though yeah the female lead is too hyper too nuts exactly so this i'm there for that chaos i i love the chaos absolutely so i i really liked the um the lead in this movie and i would like to see her in more lifetimes and i'm sure we will um Lifetime movies, I mean, not lifetimes as in, like, yeah, different lives. in our next lifetime. Yeah, exactly. As Which bugs. is really sweet to say. Um, but I'm going to give this one three and a half Santa hats and one uh, female dress form um, <laughs> as a gift to them because stop helping men. What the fuck? Like, no. Make cool, make more cool closer women. Let men figure it out on their own. And don't th- help them. They don't need to stand tall. I don't think so. Yeah, no. I think that's a yeah. I think Shrink that's them a down. <laughs> Step on them. Just Come kidding. on, this is lifetime. Exactly. Where's my safe space at? I was like, ugh, I don't like this at all. Yeah. Um, okay. And I personally, I I think I I thought it was a little bit better than you. I'm giving it five Santa hats. Okay. Um, and a tripod for them to lean on. Because they're big at leaning on each other. That's true. And when the their partner isn't there, they need to lean on something. Something has to help. And so I'm giving a tripod with Christmas lights decorating all over it. Is so it a Christmas tree? It's a it's no, it's a bit of a tripod that they okay. can lean on with Christmas lights okay. all over it. <laughs> so it's kind of yeah, that's sweet. 
Um, okay, so any final thoughts here, Ashley, before we wrap this up? Um, I just love these movies so much. I'm so happy that we're watching them. Uh, we're getting ready to watch another one tonight to review tomorrow, which I simply cannot wait for. Um, I especially love any fashion ones, so I really appreciated this one. I know I gave it a low score, but I kind of score like a little on the lower end. Um, conservatively, to uh, begin. Conservatively, yes. That's, yeah. the, that's what I meant to say. I'm more a I conservative think a, in that. I think, I think that's a good strategy because yeah. maybe, maybe there's some real – bangers coming up for us this holiday season because if i'm giving i've only given a 10 to like two movies and they are fucking tense they were the nuts ones they are tense so yeah so folks uh let us know um your thoughts on this uh you can always email benweetmarshan at gmail.com uh any thoughts suggestions so folks i hope you stick with us this holiday season we got a few more uh coming down the pike and please Log on and watch some of these classic Christmas movies with us. Happy holidays, everyone. See you later. Bye. Bye.